listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, a.k.a. FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. Amen. So today we're starting a, a new series um, called Awesome Family. Amen. That's actually the theme for our month, Awesome Family. Someone say, Awesome Family. Amen. Um, Nehemiah 4, 14. Now you have to realize that um, to have an awesome family, there's something that requiring, requiring actually has done I don't know, a series on awesome family. And there's something he said from the beginning, which I like. He said, you can't have an awesome family without a fight. You actually have to fight for it. That awesome families requires fights. Um, and that's um, when you're not willing to fight, then you're going to have an ordinary family. You're going to have an ordinary family because... Life is such a way that a lot of things are going to fight against you having a great family, having a great home. Everything in life will fight against you. Are you with me? And so you have to um, put at the back of your mind that it is not automatic. You have to fight for it. Nehemiah 4, 14, Amplified. It says, I looked them over and rose up and said to the nobles and officials and the other people, do not be afraid of the enemy. Tell them, do not be afraid of the enemy. Earnestly remember that what the Lord, the Lord and imprint him on your minds, great and terrible. When I saw their fear, I stood and said to the nobles and officials and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Confidently remember the Lord who is great and awesome. Who is great and awesome. And with courage from him, fight. With courage from him, what? Fight. Fight for? Aha. Uh-huh. Fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and for what? And your home. Hey. Look at your name and say, fight, 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 fight. Shake your name and say, fight, 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 fight. Hallelujah. Anything that is worth having, right, is that anything worth having will have to be fought for. Anything worth having, you'll have to fight for it. Amen. Don't assume that because it's worth having, you just get it. Life is not like that. You have to fight for it. When you do a bit of research, you realize that now a lot of people, especially the younger generation, are giving up on the ideology of having a family, a marriage, a good marriage, and, you know, family the way the Bible has described it to be. A lot of them are giving up on it. One young guy says, is that I do not have, is it I do have dreams of getting married one day, but it scares me. Yeah. It says scares me. And this is a statistic of a lot of young people. Married life, family life scares young people. When they think about it. Yeah. It scares, it scares a lot of them. And most of these people, especially the further research shows that the further they are away from the church the more intense their fears are. The further they are away from each other, the more intense their fears are. Now, probably the reason why our fears are not that intense is because of the encouragement and the knowledge we receive from scriptures. So that is what speaks to our fear and deals with our fear. But if we are further away from each other, maybe we too will be also afraid. We'll also be afraid. Are you, are you with me? But when you look at the statistics of Failing marriages, homes, and things, and people, after a few years of marriage, want to come for half of age. 
<laughs> and now, now people are trusting their mothers above everything else. <laughs> Somebody said, he said, they, they don't have the luxury of having, uh, uh, they don't have the luxury of hiding their money with their mother because once they give their mother, the pastor will get to have it. <laughs> Offerings and <laughs> and seed. <laughs> so someone also said, he said, once my mother gets it, she will take care of the whole world with my money. <laughs> he says, it's so strange how my mother hasn't got everything she wants, but she's taking care of everybody else. You know. So it, it, it scares people. I mean, when you look at and you read and you look at what is happening, it, it has a way of putting fear in the heart of a lot of people. But I wanted to look at the neighbor next year and tell neighbor, it's possible to have an awesome family. Oh, shake your nose and say, it's possible for you to have what? An awesome family. Tell neighbor, you have to believe it. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. What do I mean by awesome? I mean extremely well family. Or, in other words, excellent that your family can be well, extremely well. I mean, in all the description of well, healthy, socially, um, um, materially, spiritually, joy, everything. It's possible for you to have an awesome family. Are, are you with me? Yeah. Extremely pleasant or enjoyable or likable. Your family can be awesome. Now, why do I say that? Because God is not a liar. Hey. Are you in the house? Or the scripture does not lie. Bible says in Proverbs 18, 22, it said, He who finds true and faithful wife finds a what? A good thing. Finds a good thing. Someone said, finds a good thing. And it says, and obtains favor and approval from the Lord. Hey. He who finds, he who finds. Genesis 2, 18, God says, Now the Lord said, it is not good, beneficial for the man to be alone. It means that when a man finds a woman, it is good. Wow. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Uh-huh. So, I want you to know that marriage in God's mind and God's perspective is good for you. Right. Hallelujah. It's what? It's good. Tell about it's good for me. Look at the one that says, marriage is good for me. In God's eyes, it's good. It's good. Shake another person. It's good. It's good. Hallelujah. Shake the person. It's good. It's good. It's good. Amen. And so, you have to desire to marry and have a family. Hey. Tell everybody, you have to desire, you have to desire, you have to desire, you have to desire, you have to desire. Hallelujah. Desire it. Have a yearning, have a longing, a wanting. Hallelujah. A wanting, a desire, a longing to get married. Mm. James 1.17 says, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of light as the creator and the sustainer of the heavens. In whom there is no variation. There's no variation. Then it goes on to say, no rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning. Hey. <laughs> because light is a source out of us, outside of us, it always casts a shadow. But Bible is said, when God turns around, he's light. So there's no darkness. There's so, it means that there's consistency with God. And so what God said about marriage is consistent. It means that the output of what God said is equal to what God has said. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? The output of what God has said is consistent, it's intent. And it, it means... God doesn't say one thing and expecting the other. There's no shadow. There's no, there's no uncertain side. So if God says marriage is good, it is good. 
Hey, I thought someone would say amen. Look at the next and say, if God said it's good, then it's good. If God said it's good, then marriage is what? It's good. Don't use other people's experience to determine what God's intent is. Because oftentimes, that's what we are doing right now. We use other people's experience, then we use that to mean, to explain what God means. If you do so, it will not work. Yeah. It says it's good, it's good. And we have to preach marriage every day. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Hey! We have to encourage marriage every time. As much as we can. Amen. So look at your neighbor and say, look forward to marrying. Or look forward to getting married. Look at the one in the face that says, you look forward to getting married. Another person, look forward, look forward, look forward, look forward. Hallelujah. Amen. If we're going to have an awesome family, we're going to have an awesome family, there are three things that this morning I want to share that we must lock in our hearts and in our mind if we're going to have an awesome family. The first one is we must understand the place and the, <laughs> and the who of leadership in the, in the home. The place and the who of leadership in the home. One of the great contentions sometimes in homes is who is leading. Who is leading. And especially also in our day where people have talked about things you don't understand. And people have also expressed and um, um, exalted exalted or lifted high their opinions about 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 the opinions of God a lot of people are forgetting or miss out on what God said about leadership in the home now if ever there's going to be any progress if ever there's going to be you see progress brings happiness if ever there's going to be progress they have to establish leadership because leadership has a lot of benefits that's why in creation after all that God created, God then made man to come and lead everything he has created. So man and the ways, the ways of man is to establish leadership over everything God created. Hey, I'm not making some sense. Yeah. Over the cattle of the field. Hallelujah. Over the crocodiles and over what? Hey, can you imagine a world without man? But it's some... Nobody's killing their district to eat. Nobody, but it's, everything's running wild everywhere. Hey, it's, look, it's good. Look, God created a man to eat the meat. Uh, it's part of the leadership role of man over the earth. <laughs> Amen. And if, if, if leadership is important out there, then I'm telling you, leadership is even far more important in the home, in the family. Mm. So let's establish. Oh, people, I, I don't want a man who will come in. I don't want a man who will come in. I don't want, okay, sister, slow, slow your road. Slow, let's slow, let's start. Amen. <laughs> One of the things that usually when I have, I have uh, people who come seeking advice or counsel or say, oh, I fall in love with somebody, I like somebody, I think about marriage. Even I know somebody who the lady is far older than the guy. And I remember one of the conversations I had with her, I said, look, even though you are older than the guy, I mean, she was older than the guy more than five years. I said, do you see the guy as your leader? I said, if he cannot conceive that, then this love must end. Because if ever there's going to be, if you're going to be happy, progress. And if you're going to have progress, there must be a leader. We can't be happy when we are going different directions at the same time. Hey. 
am I talking to someone in the house? <laughs> first Corinthians 11. Let's look at First Corinthians 11. Let's start from the verse 3. 1 Corinthians 11 from verse 3. This one we're all going to read. It says what? Yes, and let's go. One, two, go. What did I say? Now I want you to realize that what? Uh huh. Ish. Okay. So again, shall we do? One, two, three, go. Now I want. The head of every man is who? Who is the head of every man? Who is the head of every man? Is Christ. Okay, then now goes further and says, then what? The head of woman is man. The head of woman is who? (laughs) Now, head here means source. It means source. But when you study, you realize that it just does not mean source. You know, for instance, like a source of a river. It means that where a river begins. In a sense, when you read the Bible, you go further. It actually says that the man is the source of the, of the woman. Because the man was created and out of the man, then the woman was fashioned. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Some of you look at this new. <laughs> You are sitting by a woman and say, I am I, I'm like a man like me, I'm your source. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter if you're young. Just look at that and say, look, a man, a man is the source of a woman. Is there? <laughs> Jesus. But beyond that, it means also, or it brings the picture of one who has authority over. So not only is he saying that the man is the source of a woman, he's saying that the man has authority over the woman. That's what it means. The man has authority over the woman. Now, let's put aside all the men that have misused their authority. Remember, I told you that the promise is coming from a God with no shadow, no variations in him. And that his intent and his purposes are the same. The outcomes and everything are all the same. So when God is giving you a word, you always have to look at God and his word and what he's he's doing. Am I making some sense? Try not to bring other people's experience. Other than that, Jesus said your traditions and your ways and the way you do things limits the expressions of the word of God. Am I making some sense? Uh Uh-huh. So look at your name and say, the man has authority. Mm, say it well, say it well, say it well. Mm. If you believe this, ladies, are you in the house? If you believe this, two options. <laughs> Either you imitate the attitude of men towards God, that rebellious attitude people have towards him, because when you look at the light and say, look, Christ is the head of the man, right? And the man is the head of the woman, and then God is the head of Christ. Uh-huh. So in a sense, by relating, by putting them the way it is, it's also trying to compare relations between the two of them. And oftentimes, men of sin, we rebel, we have rebelled against God. So, once the man is your head, you also can walk in rebellion. It's a decision you can make. But I just want you to know that when you rebel against authority that God has established, you will not have an awesome family. Hey, the place has gone quiet. Hmm. If your man is a fool, <laughs> well, that's your conclusion. If your man is a fool, that's your conclusion, and that's authority over you. 
So I, I beg you, don't, use, don't say your man is a fool. Better say your man is wise. <laughs> Prophesy, because that's authority over you. May the Lord have mercy on us. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're going, awesome we're going to have awesome family. We're going to have awesome family. We're going to have awesome family. Or, either you rebel, that, you know, the way God, uh, Christ is working to win us over, maybe you then become that woman that the man has to work to win you over. And sometimes you have that in the house. The man is trying to win the woman over. Trying to win the woman over to his ways and his ideologies and his principles because the woman keeps rebelling. Say, hey, 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 this. Or you can imitate the kind of attitude Christ displayed towards God the Father in loving submission to him. Hmm. You're going to have an awesome family. You want to have an awesome family. You have two choices. Either you rebel or you submit. And I tell you, our generation, a lot of people are rebelling. Rebelling here and there. They are free, free liberals. They are liberals. Hey. I, I, I saw somebody say somebody said, the first liberal in creation is the devil. <laughs> he wanted his own way and freedom. And he thought he had a better vision than God in God's household. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, rebellion will not help you. Rebellion will not. I'll tell the person, it won't help us. It won't help us. It won't help us. It won't help us. Hallelujah. Amen. Why leadership? Why leadership? Because leadership gives three things, and I want to establish them. One, leadership establishes purpose in the home. Two, it determines direction. And three, it gives motivation. It establishes purpose, determines direction, and what? Gives motivation. Purpose. Bible says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. There's a reason why a man leaves. For what? For this reason. For what? This reason. There's a reason why a man... Listen, gentlemen, once you don't have the reason, don't leave. Mm. For this reason, a man then takes an action. The same way a woman, when you come close and you realize that the man has no reason, that means that the union is not going to go anywhere. Because without a reason, there cannot be a determination to, for direction. Yeah. There must be a reason. There must be a reason. Hallelujah. There must be a purpose for which a man must leave. And then leadership determines direction. Like I said, uh, the two feet a, a man or a human being carries, they go to the same place for them to arrive. Can you imagine the two feet are determined, this one is going here, this one is going here. But who determines where we are going? The man has to. It's, a core, it's part of the, the, the work of the head. And someone says, okay, so is a woman, is a woman daft and don't know her left and right? No. Let me show you something. Are you in the house? <laughs> hey, are you in the house? <laughs> One of the great acts of leadership, of great leadership, is leveraging on the strength and the gift of others. It's part of leadership. You leverage on it. Remember, Bible said that God made the woman for the man. So the woman was made so the man can leverage on the woman's strength so that they can determine where they are going to. You, you get the whole idea. So, because sometimes when you see, you see some, women, some, some women in the house, but because of their strength, because I've said it before, that women are more gifted than men. But because of their strength, they think that is the, that is the, the, the reference point for them to lead. No. Your giftings are there to be leveraged by the leader. Hey. 
Am I making some sense? Yeah, that's why your gifting is so leverage. For instance, my ability to lead the world is because I leverage on all the grace and gifting that God has, has brought. Did I, did I, when we started service, did I do prayer, worship, song ministration? No, I leverage on her gifts, leverage on others, leverage on others, and put together. That is the work of a leader. One of the great works of a leader is to leverage. Are you with me? If you're going to have an awesome family, I'm telling you, you have to understand the place of headship. You got to get it. You must get it. You'll be so happy. Because let me tell you, you can have gifts, but the passion to lead is another thing altogether. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing women don't have. You don't have that. You lead home. Let me tell you, to lead a man, you don't have the passion. No. You think you do when you start controlling one, two, but you can't. Your joy will go. Look, you lose your joy. You, you start going gray hair. You, 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 you. Hey, I'm saying, it's best the man leads. Say, honey, I have all these gifts. You lead. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. That's it. You're going to have an awesome family. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I helping somebody? Amen. Amen. The Lord is good, though. And then, I said motivation. The greatest motivation for any great act is love. That's why I go to the man, love the woman. Because once you love, eh, you, are, you are giving the great motivation for anybody to do the impossible. And as for women, oh, love is like sugar. To a, to a baby ah, or to a child. You give them energy, give them running. Just have to love a woman and you have, you have the equation, you've, you've simplified it. How many of you remember simplification? <laughs> yeah, you simplify, you make it very simple. Once you love a woman, look, all your trouble, you have, what's the word in science? Um, oh, it is you. You may look simplified. Don't complicate any other good thing you give a woman. You complicate the matter. Just give her love. That's all. Love her. How do you love a woman? Check up on her. Say nice things to her. Try to notice the simple things. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. 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 The simple, 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 simple things. Because when you look at women, women, they buy very simple, simple things. They're not very complicated. Today, they go and buy. And three CD shoe. That's complicated. Just, just, just say hi. Your, your shoe is looking nice. Three CDs. The man, we need 500 CDs to buy a shoe. <laughs> so it takes us time to buy a shoe. I'm not making some sense. But the woman can go and buy a shoe now and go and buy three CDs. Three CDs. They are all three CDs. Three CDs. Three CDs. <laughs> Every three CDs says it's nice. Say it's nice. Three CDs is nice. <laughs> Don't complicate it. Are, are you with me? Notice those things. Once you push that, you are giving motivation for the home. And you know what they say? A happy wife. It's a happy home. It's a happy look. Once a wife is happy, you are happy. Your health will increase. Oh, no, you, look, you, you, I'm telling you. <laughs> Some of the complaints I made on my back, my, is your wife is so happy. That's why you are... <laughs> <laughs> Make her happy. All those my back, it will vanish. Because you are just there now. She wants to come and minister life to you. Oh, are you in the house? Yeah, 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 yeah. Motivation. So, how do you call it? Leadership is for what? Three things. I said what? Purpose, direction, and what? Motivation. Purpose, direction, and motivation. Husbands, love your wife. Seek the highest good for her. And surrounded with a caring, unselfish love. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for it. Ephesians 5, 25. So the first thing to having a great, awesome family is what? Leadership. Right? Or headship. Number two is vision. 
His vision. His vision. Bible tells us in Proverbs 29, verse 18, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. <laughs> but whoever obeys the law is joyful. That's what it says in NIV. It says, where there's no revelation, the people cast off restraints. Give me NIV. Let me see. KJV. <laughs> where there's no what? Vision. The people perish. But he that keepeth the law, what? Happy. You see, where there's no vision or where there is no divine revelation. What is the source of a vision for the home? The word of God. The word of God. The word of God must give a clear picture to where we are going. If a family is going to be happy. Because here's the thing. If we cannot determine our end, we cannot tell when we, when we have arrived there. If we cannot determine. And for those of us that are yet to get married, you have to be able to look through the scripture and design an awesome family. You get it? Yeah. Design an awesome family for yourself. Design it. What does awesome family look for, like for, for us in my home? What does it look like? Men, you have to sit down and determine. Women, you have to be by your men and design that, that, that family. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah. It's not only where are we going to eat. Your conversation, especially when you're about to get my, it's not only where are we going to eat, why are you taking me? No, let's sit down. Where are we going? What's the vision? Because the Bible says that without that vision, men throw away the restraint. That's what some says, men become naked. Without a clear picture of where we are going, we cannot harness the efforts of all men. We run wild. We behave anyhow. We run out of course because there's no, we cannot even properly appropriate the resources that God gives us for that end because there's no divine vision. Hmm. One of the, one, one of the, uh, uh, of the people that I was, uh, I was talking with was telling me about how in their family, he said, he, he's, he said he's leaving the home. He's leaving his home. He's, he's, well, it's about 23, 24. He can leave the home. But he said he's leaving the home. The reason why he's leaving the home is because everybody for himself. He said the mother cooks for herself. The, mother, the father cooks for herself. Everybody, the children also cook for themselves. Everybody for them. Can you imagine what that looks like to be in a family where everybody is for themselves? That's not a family. But when there's no clear vision, that can happen. Because everybody does what they want to do. As a matter of fact, hey, are you in the house? Aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. It says without vision, we are left to wander in the dark. Down a path that is ultimately or that ultimately leads to the, uh, distraction. Yeah. There's certain things in the home, the man has to determine, or the one said, let me put it this way, the two of you have to determine that by a house, this is not permitted. There is restraint here because of where we want to get to. A child doesn't talk anyhow. You are not permitted to talk anyhow. You can never insult an adult. Hey, in, my, in a house, every adult is an uncle, so you can show that respect. Don't come and tell me because you go to GIS so you can lift up your voice. We'll slap the living daylight out of you. (laughs) People are picking on somebody, goes to somebody's house, and a child talks in and he comes and also allows the same. So I want my child to be free. Yeah. I always say, look at a kite. A kite even needs a rope, needs some restraint. For it to be a kite. Somebody to hold it and direct how far it can go. There's nothing like free, free. The freer people get, the more they become like the devil. I'm telling you, shake your neighbor and say, This is wisdom. This is wisdom. Those I say, Oh, you're sitting on my happiness. You're on my happiness. <laughs> the freer people come, they look like a devil. Look at people 
You look at people who have become so free, they've tattooed every part of their body. You see them, you're afraid of them. They've tattooed everyone. I saw you tattooed even here. You have to move it and tattoo down there. Say, hey, so there's no restraint. Somebody has pierced, uh, pierced everywhere, pierced, no restraint. They've cast off restraint. I'm not making some sense. Yeah. But once there's divine revelation, you see there's restraint. When God brought his people out, he gave them the revelation. What's the revelation I talk about? The law, the word of God. It says, look, don't be like the others. If you want to be happy, don't be like the others. Say, so if you want to rejoice, you want to go far, don't be like the others. There's restraint here. You want your family to be happy, have restraint. Shake your nose and say, have restraint, have restraint, have restraint. I can't shake your nose and say, have restraint. Someone say, money no be problem. Do whatever you want to do. Me, me enjoy. Ah, yeah. Somebody say, oh, let's, let's do so. That's how come your man wants to introduce another person in your, mm, in your intimacy. Say, oh, honey, since you have done everything, can we go three instead of two? Hey. Then now, now you are saying, hey, hey, now, now, hey. Everything you have chopped, everything you have said, yes. Everything you say, let's do. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now they said, I bring a third person. You say what? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to teach your heart to stay within the confines of a restriction. It's for your, for your good. Mm. Hallelujah. Free, wild, running does not guarantee happiness. It doesn't guarantee. If for nothing, America is telling us that. America is showing us that. Recently, one lady who, a reporter who, from the beginning says, why are, we, why, why, why are the uh, conservatives being hard on people? If they, say, if they say they are not in the same body, they should change. Now, all of a sudden, now they are coming back and now they are apologizing. They said, we do not know where it was going. As a God is the only person who knows how far a human heart can go. That's why he started pulling strings on the human heart. Never think that the more freer we are, the more happier we are. No. We must live within the confines of divine revelation if we're going to be happy. Must live within the confines of divine revelation. The law, the word of God. They'll go, they're doing whatever. Where it has reached very soon, pedophiles are coming for rights. Yeah. Association of rights to be pedophiles is coming. And then those are going to want to also abuse animals sexually. They're also coming for their rights. Yeah. Now you want to say no. Where do you start to say no? You should have said no from the beginning. Yeah, I'm not making some sense to you. Are you in the house? And especially, I'm also talking to those of you about to be parents that you feel like give your child everything. What you didn't receive, you give your child everything. You must be careful. Look at the one that says, warn yourself. Oh, tell them, look at the one that says, warn yourself. There are some women when the father is disciplining a child, he says, don't come, and, don't come and destroy my child for me. Yeah. You give birth to the child on your own. You have all this sick ideology in your head. And when somebody is telling you, no, I don't allow yourself, you want to restrict my child. No. May God have mercy. Hallelujah. You want to have an awesome family? (laughs) Hallelujah. Somebody said this. Children are given to us in trust to raise them in the way they are to go. That's the way. So, so who determines the way they are to go? The parents. God trusts you to raise them the way they are to go. So if we tell a child to determine where they should arrive at, is it that you are a fool, you are incapacitated, or you don't understand your, your mandate? And now, the why the Wisdom of this world is getting to a place where they want the children to determine where they want to arrive at. Yeah. Said, oh, 14, you don't feel like you're a man? 
be a woman. Yeah. I've always said that, you see, Africa, we have the antidote <laughs> for some sickness. It's called a slab. It's, it's, it's a, it's quick slab. Boas, all of a sudden, all the wives that were going up, they're now joining. They're all coming back. <laughs> they're rearranged. Look, why don't you look at the neighbor and say, tell neighbor, don't miss out on using this antidote. When they are children, tell the person. Tell the person, use this vaccination that God has given to you and immune your children from foolishness. Especially when they are young. No, listen. Ah. Are you in the house? One thing I believe, listen, I believe that there are certain things that we must learn to fear to be alive, right? To be safe. Ask them to be safe. I don't care. I'm an American. <laughs> Joe Biden is my president. I don't fear electricity. <laughs> you see, you see. You see, you see. Even whether Joe Biden or Joe Biden times 10 is your president, you have to fear electricity. So you'll be safe. The same way for your children to be safe, there's a certain level of fear and respect they must have for you. That your word means something. And oftentimes to establish that, you have to give them some whipping. Some. <laughs> you take advantage of one, two, and you give them some whipping so that your word will be authority to them. Now you say something, say, Daddy, I don't think so. And then you say, <laughs> and then you are standing there looking at them. It's you, your foolishness. It's you. You are missing out on you. Okay. Somebody say, eh, is it in the Bible to use the rod? How come righteousness is still upheld, but the rod must be changed? I'm telling you. And this is what has created the nonsense that they are trying to deal with legislation is not working. Discipline the child from the beginning. Instill discipline. Whip the child. One, two. Say, if you do, it is coming again. And be consistent at your discipline. Once you do so and the child establishes and knows the boundaries, then they can move forward. Am I making some sense, somebody? If you're going to have an answer, because I've seen people who have money now, they can't enjoy their money because their children are, are how do you call it? That's it. They're messed up. Because they failed to discipline them when they were young. So now that they have money, now the children's rebellion is on the final. It's, it's like the source for it is the resource you have gathered. And that's what's feeding into the, the rebellion. Yes, if you don't discipline them, your finance is going to be the source. That will fuel it. Then today your child is here. Today is here. It's insulting somebody that spoils something. And you keep on taking care of it. It's in jail. Go and remove him from jail. Hey, I'm not making some sense. Shake your name and say, neighbor, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Tell you about vision, vision. We must have vision for our home. Let's determine. Oh, here we are. You can write rule, ten commandments. If it does this, three whips. If it does two, four whips. If it does this, <laughs> the corner. If it does this, go and determine. And then when the, the person does it, we're all together. we all, huh. So determine from beginning. Either we'll soak the cane in kerosene or which is which. <laughs> or is the bell. <laughs> hey, this is my father. When you do something, my mother will report. When he comes, he says, go inside and go remove the bell. You are going for your punishment. <laughs> go and remove it and bring it to him. <laughs> hey, there's the fear, the, the idea that you are going for it, the fear to put inside of you. That's how come, that's how come we may, right now, we are adults, we have our own opinion, we can never say it to your father. You can never insult your father. But this generation, they don't care, those insults, and they think, that's how I feel. Yeah. If we're all walking by our face, do you think you have a bottle? <laughs> we'll whip it up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah. If we're all walking by our face, you have a bottle. Every day I feel like beating your bottle, I'll whip you. Hey, hey, are you in the house? Shake your neighbor and say, let's bring discipline to our children. Let's bring discipline. If ever there's going to be a future, we must have discipline on our children. We must have discipline. Let's discipline them. 
I've heard somebody says that me, when they look at me, me, I'll not, I'll not beat you or something. I say, uh, it's because I don't have my own child. Once my child I can take to the hospital, I'll beat you. <laughs> when you are single, all good, <laughs> but at least I've taught you some discipline. Yeah. But please, I, I'm, I'm challenging you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm making some sense. Please don't, don't leave your child to run. That way we are looking, we, we see it as this fancy, it's stupidity. It's stupidity. Am I making some sense? Yeah. <laughs> it's stupidity. Don't leave your child running and say it's fancy. No. It's not fancy. God has entrusted you. Watch over your children. Amen. And then the last point, seek. Last one, like I say, enjoyment. You just say enjoyment. <laughs> First one, leadership. Second one, words, vision. And then words, enjoyment. What do I mean? Seek to enjoy every day. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 9.9. It says, enjoy life. Enjoy what? Life. With what? Your dearly beloved spouse. Uh-huh. All the days of your pointless life. <laughs> All the days of your meaningless life. Enjoy. See, in other words, God wants to balance at this life. Uh, no balance, but the wife can help you balance. Enjoy your wife. Take, take your wife and say, get your wife and enjoy. Get your wife and enjoy. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah. Get the wife and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. The breast is all yours. Look, enjoy the breast. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you have to seek to enjoy because life gets busy. Expectations are always going up. You, you get me? When you started, you said, if I get a room, I'll be happy. Now you say, if I get a car, I'll be happy. Now I have a car, you say, if I change the car, I'll be happy. So, the, 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 how do you call it? The target or the point to which we are measuring our happiness, it keeps shifting. And it keeps going up. And that keeps making us very busy all the time. All the, so if we don't take care, by the time I realize you are 70, both of you are looking at uh, things that are falling that cannot be resurrected. I'm telling you. <laughs> Amen. A miracle that God cannot even do. Things that are falling. <laughs> but you never got to enjoy them. I'm telling you. You never got to enjoy them. If you're going to have an awesome family, seek to enjoy. Because here's the thing. Once you put in your mind to enjoy, there's a, there's a, a bit of child, childlikeness that comes into your marriage. That you both need. Sometimes people are just too serious in your marriage. What's that? <laughs> no. You marry the person to enjoy. So have fun. Am I making some sense? Yeah. Sometimes people play around a little, a little bit in the house. You, you, you get what I mean? Yeah. Go, if you have children, go and throw the children somewhere and give them, give them somebody. Before, uh -huh. <laughs> you call grandma, <laughs> go and leave them. Two weeks, especially the grandmothers who have been warning you to give birth, to give birth, to give birth. When they are warning you, you tell them, when I give birth and you say, fin. Say, <laughs> so anytime I'm going to enjoy, you are the one I'm coming to leave this trouble with you. So be ready. I don't want any excuse. If you are at a funeral, you leave and come. If they, they see, see her face, I change it, then don't talk about when I'm giving birth. Don't go and look for trouble you can't come, come and carry. But if you have to go and leave them and go, go away, go and enjoy. 
When you're going, tell the grandmother, you, you can't reach us. We are unreachable. If the problem is you call on God. <laughs> we are rich. So now you're going and you're thinking about it. No, you marry to enjoy. Hey, am I making some sense? If you don't make an enjoyment, an essential element of your marriage, you're just going to endure each other. I'm telling you, all you have is a list of things you have to forgive. Meanwhile, some of those things, if you had a childlike attitude, you won't get offended. Offended. But because you don't have a child like that, you have serious, small thing, you're offended. Small thing. Yeah. You didn't put the water on a, what do you call it, a coaster or whatever they call it. And because you're offended. Who pesa? Who the debia? Who this one? Who bought the table? Oh. Hey, that makes some sense. Yeah. You gotta enjoy. You gotta enjoy. You gotta enjoy. You gotta enjoy. Oh, shake it. Enjoy, 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 enjoy. Requirement says something. They say, look, children need to see you enjoying your marriage. As my wife said, they need to see you enjoying and loving their mother. He said, when he sees that, it gives them confidence in themselves that they are product of love. And they see a home that can handle any situation they bring. But when you see a home that tense and this and they're not happy, even when they do something wrong, they can't bring it. Because they can see that there's no love. So they need to see you enjoying and, and laughing and singing. Singing and dancing. Amen. I believe every married couple should have certain songs. That once they, they, once they play the song, they will get up and dance. Even if they are in the toilet. Even if they are in the toilet. Once the song, a rule, you must have a rule. Once you hear this song, you must get up and dance. So you, when your man is there, they... You, <laughs> you wait for him to go inside. <laughs> they go and play there. So I say, honey, you got to dance. <laughs> Are you with me? You got to play some pranks on each other. Hey, I don't some sense. Yeah. They take this, do this. Then you laugh and smile. It's when I no. Hey, I want to make some sense. Yeah. You have to make sure that you are like a child. You guys are like in your, in your marriage. Are you with me? If you're going to enjoy two things, I want to align here. One, you have to set margin in your dealing with your family. Set margin. You know margin? Yeah. Allowance. We set allowance because you're about to go big. Or there's a potential that will put on weight. And so when you have your favorite dress, when you're doing so, you say, mommy, mommy, allow. I mean, now this will have become a bit wealthier. But those days, if you see the allowance, it's almost half the dress <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> on both sides, the allowance is amazing. A man allowance. And then I say, you I say, chimney. Now, why do we set that allowance? Because we know that we have a potential of changing. Listen, the person you are getting married to, you have to, you have, to have the margin and the allowance that they will change. They will change. Look, they are not the same person two years after marriage. Do you know why? Because they realize they've discovered you, they know you more. <laughs> hey, did somebody understand? Yeah, they're going to change because they will see you and know you more. How they saw you and how they came into the marriage, they're going to change because they're going to see some aspect of you. So once they start changing, you must have allowance for their change and for their growth. But if you don't have allowance, you are always tight. And you see, I see people who wear tight dresses. <laughs> the corset, you see, you see that. <laughs> <laughs> they can't breathe. They can't breathe. look. Certain happy. They can't express certain happiness. Something they can't even laugh. If they laugh, you hear. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens when you don't have an allowance. Hey, I'm not making some sense, somebody. You must have allowance. Look, families. We must have allowance. Shake your say We must have allowance. We must have allowance. Oh, are you, are you, shake your neighbor. Even as a church family, I have allowance for 
one another. Have allowance. Amen. Sometimes the place you don't give allowance at all is in church. He said, but it's a Christian, she know better. Oh, he's growing. She's growing. Are you with me? That's one. Number two, determined to make the most of every day. Every day. Because anytime you talk about the enjoyment, then the thought is, yem, yem, chen, yem, kok, and biscuit. Or, move and pick, yeah. But if you say you're going to go there, I'm telling you, lady, it may take you three years before you will go there. Because once your husband takes you there and sees the money he spends, you may not go back there again. <laughs> you make another plan for financial. Because there are some places, once you jump into the pool, you come out, your monthly allowance is gone. Yeah, it's gone. Your monthly allowance, you, the pool you can't grow, that's it. And say, I got started you. <laughs> Are you with me? And if you hang your enjoyment on those things, then you may not enjoy it. But let's look at the simple, simple things. Am I making, am I making some sense? Yeah, the simple, simple things. Taking a stroll. See, take a stroll and gossip. Gossip. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah. And some men can gossip very well. Hey, go take a stroll and gossip. From here to there, walk and gossip about everybody. Hey, that woman in the ninth year. <laughs> Laugh over it and just, just go. I'm not making something. That's enjoying. I said, go and buy Kelly Willy together. It's enjoyment. Are you with me? Yeah. Make every moment count. Make every moment count. Make every moment count. Seek, for instance, one of the things that you have to look at is if you're going to enjoy, try to know something about what the other person does and see what aspect of it you are going to enjoy and then do with them. Because sometimes there are some men on the other side that are waiting for their wives to finish so they'll go and do another thing. Or wives are waiting for their husbands to finish so they're going to do another thing. No, sometimes you have to get into what they are doing. He has to do a work, assignments, uh, what is it? Drive notes. Yeah, it's one of the work of teachers. Drive notes. Come and sit by and say, notes been now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just read and talk and laugh. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, those are all moments. Don't say only when we are Kempiski. Those are all, all moments too. They say, honey, me, who we are, who we are, me, that them, who we are, no, No. You are leaving your enjoyment to events. No. Make every moment counts. You are married and they will die together. We are going to bath together. Is there a sapone Some people have been married five years. They don't even know about before. Together before. What are you talking about? How? What a shame. Go and bath together. Go and bath. Hot water, use a, uh, what do you call it, the pill, or sagunus, or what's Hallelujah. Enjoy every moment, guys. Because that's why you are married. That's why you, you wasted over 400 people's time to come, to, to come there. That's why you spent so much money to feed them, even though they came to fight at your wedding for food. So now that the days be over, why not you enjoy every moment? Hallelujah. I believe without a shadow of doubt that an awesome family is possible. And that God wants you to have an awesome family. And once we are able to establish leadership, amen, be clear on the vision so that there is restraint on what we do and how we do it. And what? Enjoyment. <laughs> I believe we are going to have also family. God bless you guys. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.